welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Hey, detailers, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, Hop Jam style. This is Marty, Total Auto Solutions, or Marshall, whichever you want to call it. Anyway, hey, I had a really fun episode here for you. This was done live at Hop Jam, which is a national beer festival, but it's held here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, by the Hanson Brothers. Any of you remember a song way back in the day called Mbop? Something, I don't know, I don't remember. They were a bunch of boy bands, uh, you know, that uh, came out with some really cool hits back in the day this was one of them um the handsome brothers that came out with that mbop it was a fun song and uh now that if your your wife or your girlfriend somewhere between i don't know 25 and 35 that age probably loves the handsome brothers and so there was all kinds of people traveling from across the country uh here to tulsa to come to hop jam and listen to uh their childhood sweethearts, (laughs) childhood crushes, their teenage crushes, uh, and the boy band Handsome Brothers. Anyway, I got to be at a booth with um, Boardwalk, uh, which is a distribution here, and they distribute a new beverage from Boulevard Beverage Company. Boulevard Beverage Company is the mother company of Boulevard Beer up in Kansas City, So if you guys have ever heard of uh, Tank 7 or Boulevard Wheat, those are some of their most popular beers. I actually get to do the first uh, segment. You're going to hear an interview with uh, Dusty, who is from Boulevard. And uh, we talk about about their beer and about Tank 7 and that uh, little bar story that you might have heard about it. Uh, And then um, after I'm done pouring... I get to go walk the festival, interview different uh, breweries, talk about beer, and I get joined by Casey Vernon from uh, Onside Dealer Solutions and a couple of his guys that uh, that were there. And so we we first, Casey and I walk around, get to hear some of his story and how he, uh, uh, as a manager working at the uh, Onside Group, a uh, little perspective on dealership detailing there. And then when his guys come in, man, we have a lot of fun. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's some, some good fun guys that, uh, that like to drink beer and, and let loose, uh, after working in dealership detailing, uh, all week. So anyway, hope you guys enjoy the episode, uh, follow them and go reach out to them on social, bunch of fun guys. Anyway, uh, thanks as always guys and, uh, make it a great day. Hey, detailers, we're here at, uh, Hop Jam and we are with a boulevard. Rep, tell us your name again. Dusty Freeman. Dusty. So I had asked Dusty because I'd been to the Boulevard Brewery, done the tour, and there's a big question mark on is is Tank 7, is the story bar true legit, or what's the story? And uh, you were going to share, and I'd love for you to tell everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the story that it was uh, in Tank 7 is how it's got its name is absolutely tr- uh, correct. Tank 7 started, we were um, we were doing some uh, things with a base beer, which is a Saison, which is also the same base beer as our Saison Brett, but we were doing some different stuff with it, adding some different ingredients adding uh, and dry hopping it, to, and then really seeing how it held up. Uh, so it was, 
it was a beer. It was an intentional beer, but we were kind of going to do some other stuff with it. We were going to take it a little further than that with some things. And so everybody after work or during work kept kind of pulling off of that tank, tank number seven. And so, hey, what are you having? I'm pulling him some of that tank seven batch. Oh, okay, awesome. Let me have some of that tank seven batch. And so it was really referred to as the beer in tank seven because that was where we were holding it. Yeah. It's kind of a finicky tank that was kind of over to the side, uh, out of the way. And that's, we were using it as a bright tank. And then when we decided to take it to market, they said, well, we got to come up with a name with it. And literally everyone in the brewery was like, tank what do you seven. mean? It's called tank seven. Yeah. And that's how it got its name. Uh, the misconception, the only twist on that I hear is that it was a mistake and yeah. it was not ever a mistake. It was a beer that we were playing with and doing some other things, but we intentionally made it like that. You just hadn't tuned it yet. Just hadn't really tuned it in. And, uh, we didn't have to after we, you know, once we started yeah. trying it, we were like, Hey man, it's perfect. Like it is. Yeah. Cause what we had heard right. was there was, uh, something had miscalculated or yeah, some, something yeah. had tweaked yeah. and now, that's what that caused wasn't... it to be a little different and yeah. they were going to flush the tank and then we're like, hold on, let's try it. No, I see. I, I never, that's not something that I've ever heard at the brewery. I have heard those, yeah. but no, it was a beer we had made intentionally to kind of experiment with. Uh, it was a new venture. Saison's were pretty new at the time anyway. We were making a Saison. It was lower alcohol and it was just called Saison. And uh, we liked it, but we weren't completely happy with it. So we upped the alcohol, dry hopped it, added some little bit of sweetness to it. Um, and that's where Tank 7 was born. So yeah, yeah. It, but it was in tank number seven. Uh, Still one so, of my favorite beers all time to get. Thank uh, you, man. And and you, I'm about a two beer and that's, I'm good. That's, I, we love that. <laughs> you know, people say, people say, hey, I love tank seven, but it's strong. I hear a lot more people say, I love tank seven because it's strong. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? Like two and you're good. When they ask me yeah, for yeah. a third, I'm like, nope, yeah. nope, nope. I've, <laughs> it's I've, usually I've, a good I've call. had my limit. Tank 14's good. Tank 21 <laughs> is fine. If you get tank 28, you make bad decisions for yeah. sure. So yeah, absolutely. Definitely, man. Thanks for the time. Yeah, no, thank you. So this is Marshall. Thanks for joining the Pints and Polishing Podcast. I'm here with Casey Vernon from OnSite. What's going on, guys? So Casey and I are here at Hop Jam. Uh, Casey's already been touring around for a little couple different places. What's been your favorite so far? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to have to go with the Citrus IPAs. That's kind of big and new right now, I think. Yeah? So I've been going with that. Yeah. Not one in specific yet, though. All right. Well, we're going to hop in and out. We'll... Uh, as soon as we get out of a line, we'll go grab one and we'll uh, we'll taste the beer and we'll see what we think. All right, so we're at Left Hand Brewery. What did we say we got? The wheels. The wheels goes. Wheel goes round. Wheels goes round. What do you think? Was that a raspberry? Yeah, it's got like a raspberry lemon hint to it. I think it's lemon and raspberries with a soda in it. Left hand for generally when I think left hand I think of their stout. They have that milk nitro stout, which is really good. This is kind of a new trend. Yeah. Everybody's doing. The raspberry flavor. Well, just that tart citrusy flavor, you know, like everybody's going for. I'm kind of digging it, but I think you gotta kinda of get get your palate built there's up. Not a little a, bit. There's not enough beer flavor to that one. I taste that strong. No, there's not. Yeah. Uh, Set by the pool. Founders, though, has that Rue base. Have you had that one? Huh. I've had there all day. Yeah. All right, so walking into Founders. Yeah. Which one, guys? Let's go, guys. Green Zebra? Yeah. 
Try the green zebra? That's right. Green zebras are what? A gustau? What's that? Yeah, watermelon goes in. Oh, sorry. Oh, it's a watermelon. Yeah, it's kind of salty, kind of sweet, kind of sour. Ooh, watermelon is, uh, nice. you can either go the right way or the wrong way with it. Let's find out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I hope it's the right way. Yeah. Nothing yeah. like Dirty Bastard, though. That's still my favorite. Oh, yeah. I was looking for the Dirty Bastard. No, they're not going to bring the Dirty Bastard out. I don't think so. They weren't ready for the Dirty Bastard. That's what I got. All right, no, that was good. That's good. That is really good. What is it said something zebra, right? Green zebra from Founders. Watermelon is good. It's not tart. It's slight tart, but not. It's got some sweet in it. Yeah. Sorry, I don't hope I I'm a fan. I like it. I'm a fan of that. Still got a very slight hint of beer taste in there. Yeah, more than the other. Like, Founders, Zebra, Green Zebra. I'm going to give that one a thumbs up. Yeah, I like that one a lot. All right, Great Divide out of Denver. They have a really good beer called the Yeti. That's sort of probably what they're most popular for. Ooh. I like the Rody. The Rody's the Grapefruit Rattler. But I want to try both. I've not tried these yet. Oh, the, the Rattler. Let's get that first. I like it. Uh, but I really want to try that strawberry rhubarb. Ooh, different. I bet that's got some sweet tartness to it. Let's do the roadie. Please. Thank you. It's a big joke right there. Just for you, babe. It's a must stop every time you go to Denver. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then go down to High Spirits. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> we got. Yeah, I like this. I've had it. Oh yeah, that's real good. Yeah. It's got a little zest, little little hops in there a little bit. So So what's a rattler? A rattler is, is 50% beer, 50% grapefruit. And it was made for bicyclists, that's why the bike guy on it, to like re-energize them when they ride. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, 50-50. And then the rhubarb, that's, that's a... That's a sour. It's pretty good. It's pretty sour. Okay. Try the rhubarb? Yeah. That's good. Thank you. Try that rhubarb as well. Mm, but that Rattler's so... I, it's a summer. Good, yeah. Rattler's it's definitely good, a summer. Actually. Yeah. Put that up there with some of the top ones that drink today. Uh, no. There's not a lot there. No. It's kind of kind of plain. Yeah. It's like a pillow or a... Uh... Well, no, it's a sour, so... But it's... I'm just not a... I don't really typically enjoy sours. There's not a lot of flavor there to me. Even for a sour, you think you'd taste something. So we've got these rinsing stations, which are awesome, so you can clean your cup. What do you want to do that for? <laughs> right over there. Yeah, they're everywhere. Oh, okay. All right, we're at Avery Beer out of Boulder. And uh, Avery, for me, their most popular beer for me. I love their White Rascal. But so I went with their Vanilla Bean Stout. I'm going to mix it up. 
mix it up going to a stout. I don't know. We'll see how our bellies do with that. Oh, shit. Coffee. That is incredible. It's a lot better than Guinness. <laughs> I'm not a stock guy myself. I've no, been I... venturing into these, you know. Pardon me. Sorry. I've been venturing these kind of, you know, spread my wings, I guess you could say. That's not bad. No. There's no... It's smooth. Like you taste that vanilla very strong and then it just kind of smooths its way out. Oh, yeah. I would like that in the wintertime. Yeah, definitely. The summer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Alright, there's any... What are the, some of the others? Stone. Stone's out of... Uh, out of California. Yeah, some stone. Um, Sierra Nevada's got one that I want you to taste. Alright. That I thought was pretty good. What's top of... I haven't been here. Let's, yeah, let's try Topping Goliath. Uh, we want to try the double IPA. What can you tell us about yourself? Yeah, we've got a podcast that talks about beer, finds some polishing. So we haven't heard of you guys. So where are you guys from? We're from Decorah, Iowa. Uh, we started about 2009. Uh, we grew exponentially in the past like, two years. Right now we were distributed in eight states. Now we're distributing in 19 states. So we've grown exponentially. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, we do have some of the top beers in the world. Some top stouts and top pale ale IPAs. So what do we get? Hop smack? We got hop smack right now. So. What what are we gonna taste? I mean, you're gonna taste a lot of that galaxy, a little bit of summer southern hemisphere hops, a lot of that citrus. Oh, there's some citrus. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I like That's that. That's exactly what you were just talking about. Yes. You know, so I mean, it definitely lives up to its name. It's gonna smack you in the mouth. I mean, it's a good. I like it's that. Like it. Yeah, so. it's good. But the citrus smooths out the hops. It's not overly. What's the IBUs? Yeah, it's not, uh, the IBUs in this one is a uh, so it's hundred so it's a uh, hundred plus. So it is it is a uh, really yeah. So a lot of our, I mean, misconceptually, I mean, a lot of our double IPAs are going to be 100 plus, and everybody thinks it's going to be really bitter. Right. But they're not. They're very smooth and very drinkable. It so. doesn't taste like a double IPA. No, this doesn't, doesn't taste like a double IPA. It's so smooth. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Thanks so much. Yeah, cheers, guys. Cheers. All right. Top Wing the Brewery. It's a hop smack. I really like that. I like it. That was yeah. good. <laughs> Alright, so Casey, while we find the next beer, tell us about you working with OnSite, which is a group that comes into dealerships and does their detail. How'd you get started? How'd you get involved with that? Um, well, a good friend of mine started working there part-time as a detailer just to, to make some extra money. Really enjoyed what he did. Uh, got into it. I've been into managing all my life. Doesn't matter what it is. Uh, and for eight months, he was on me about bringing me in. Um, I have a passion for unique vehicles, uh, boats, cars, motorcycles. What didn't matter. It's like, come on, you know, come check it out. And so, you know, he brought me on detailing. I detailed boats when I was in Florida in college, you know, years ago. So. Uh, I don't know. We just got into it, so we work on site at dealerships. The name, That's yeah. the name, on site solutions, yeah. right? Yeah, at the dealerships, um, and we do the new cars, the used cars, anything that comes through. Uh, we do have an off site in Tulsa, 
where we serve the public as well. Um, but uh, it's just uh, we do a high revenue, quick turnaround type detailing, you know. But we do have, you know, we expect four hours maximum on a detail or minimum, I guess, like right in there, depending on the car. Nice. Uh, so I'm, I'm still new to the detailing world. I've learned a lot in the last couple of years with it as far as auto detailing. It's a lot different from boat detailing. Yeah, it's a lot different than boat. Yeah. And I don't really ever touch boats. Yeah. I, what, uh, what's been your favorite part about being at a dealership and working as an on-site, uh, as an on-site agency? Right? It's basically is what you're saying, an on-site company that comes right. in and takes over? I guess it's, uh, it's, it's, up, for, it's up to you to fail. Because you have the business there, yeah. it's, the, it's there. It's not. Yeah. You're not trying to advertise for people Zero to come in. They're there. Yeah. So if you don't have the quality, you're out. So you got to be on top of your game. And I guess the biggest gratification that I have is I have a, I have a great team under me. And I'm not a boss. I'm a leader. And I'm going to lead them. And I'm going to create leaders. That's probably my biggest gratification, I guess. Really. I like that. Yeah. I like that. All right, New Mexico's original craft brewery. Santa Fe Brewery. Yeah. Okay, I've had some of these. Good, good. You threw me off with the white claw. I was like, wait, I think that was down there. Uh, Tell us what we got. So, we've got Santa Fe Jock Stout. We have the Santa Fe Lust Garden, which is dark lager with raspberries. It fits him. Like it fits everybody. It's just like Social hour, which is their crazy wood style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It must be what it is. Yeah, it's a perfect tropical fruit. Thank you, too, man. If you tried that, that just sounds. I have not. Let's go with the raspberries. Raspberry. I've had the one you guys have in the all black can. All right, let's send it that one. I can't think of what it's called. They're out of San Antonio, right? No, New Mexico. Oh, New Mexico. Okay. You guys. Oh, okay, okay. That sign. I thought that was San Antonio. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay, my bad. Oh, no, it's okay. I was just waiting. He's going to have the same one. So what can you tell us about the beer? About the Lust Garden? Uh-huh. Yes. So it's their dark lager. Raspberries. With raspberries fruit in it. But it's not a stout. So it doesn't drink like a stout. Yeah, it doesn't. At all whatsoever. Yeah. So it drinks kind of, in my opinion, more like a lager a little bit. Almost like a brown. Yes, it's like a brownie. Taste that brown, yeah. Right, yeah. There's a spice in it. No, I was. Yeah. What is that? It's almost like, to me, it's like a nutmeg. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. I noticed a lot of these uh, that I've tried today have like a chili in it or something, you know. Which will throw off your whole palate for every beer you drink. That was pretty good. Lust Garden from Santa Fe Brewery Co. That's why we took right. the down here. Francione, yeah, we Uber too. That's the best. Yeah. Oops. All right. You're done. Good, man, good. What can I get you? Out of McKinney, Texas, huh? Yes, sir. Nice. All right, uh, I don't know. What do you What do you recommend? Uh, Silver Starbucks. Okay. What can you tell us about it? It is a amber-style box. It's going to have a little bit of caramel flavor to it. And you can buy it at every Sawgrass Steakhouse in the nation. So. Okay, there you Ooh, go. That's a good oh, beer. thanks, man. There you go. Cool, thank you. You're a Silver Star Bach. Silver Star Bach. I did have this one earlier, and I wasn't a fan. Yeah, I don't normally do box, I guess. Because yeah. box almost have that brown ale flavor. Instead, it tasted better than the Shiner. I'm like, 
I don't like Shiner. Yeah, I don't like Shiner either. <laughs> That's why we skipped that tent. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't talk about it at all. Yeah. Uh, do we have to drink it? <laughs> I don't it's think good so. Right yeah. All right, Silver yeah. Star Bach out. No flavor there. It's, mm -mm. it's heavy with no flavor, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was a one one sip dump. Revolver had a good one. Yeah, let's go to Revolver. Yes. Yeah, so Revolver Brewing. Have the blood and honey, but we should try something else. We've had the blood and honey on Okay. That's what I recommend. Let's go. Tang IPA. So we did uh, when we did the meetup in uh, Fort Worth at the car wash convention we did a meetup and uh we drank revolver beer and that oh, yeah. was the one we really hit hard was that blood money oh it's, yeah it's, so it's good. a great episode yeah so good so oh, sorry man good all right all right what did we say we're going the tang ipa tang ipa absolutely yes. looks a little different oceanic hopped ipa thanks sir instead of being resiny liquid pine cone be a little more dragon fruit grapefruit oriented that's exactly what we were looking for. I'm telling you, this yeah. is a good one. Seven and a quarter percent alcohol, but refreshing gets a motherfucker when it's hot. Because motherfuckers are quite refreshing. Motherfuckers are <laughs> dehydrated. It's got that hop in there, too, like an IPA should. Not old enough yeah. to be your dad, but, but that citrus, fuck off your dad. the citrus is good. It's refreshing, but is it motherfucking refreshing? Is it motherfucking refreshing? Yes. Yes. A fair amount of diggity, no diggity. <laughs> All right, so... Question about the blood and honey. Um, when you know you pour and you see like that's the honey that's in it. Is that right? So it's unfiltered, unpasteurized. So you see a lot of sediment in it. Uh -huh. So our kegs get shipped upside down. We tell a lot of our bars unhook it every 48, 72 hours and bowl it because that sediment settles. So you'll get really, really clean beer up top, and then the last quarter of that keg will be fucking filled with sediment. But it's it's just extra pricey. So if it's not sediment though, I've seen in some of the blood and honeys, like it looks like there's actually honey in the beer. It is. We don't filter it. Yeah. That's straight out the fucking tank. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what to me I, I found so good about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. So we go through but so we get it through 500 pound containers. We go through about that's six tons of honey a month. Is it a local Texas honey? It is, yeah, nineteen eight time. Nice. So if we drink we drink blood and honey, it'll be good for our allergies. Oh, absolutely, yeah. There you go. Drink more beer, good for your allergies. Love it. Pretty good, huh? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're drinking an IPA, but it's still it's a refreshing IPA. I would say. I like it. It is. Uh, so tell me some of the challenges of being a on-site group, and you don't... You don't work for the dealership. Does that create any anything with the dealership? Um, does it help, or does you think that sometimes it could have you know since it's an offsite company? It, it it hurts sometimes, but it depends on how you build that relationship with the department, not dealership, the department. Because you have a used department, you have new department, you have. Uh, service departments, you know. Then you have, uh, in some spots, some areas, we're all over U.S., we have uh, car wash departments, you know, people running cars through, you know. Uh, but I would say the big challenge is they don't want to pay for it. They're paying in-house through service department, through, they're paying, uh, it, it, that's where they, they, they always say, we don't want to pay for this, we don't want to, you know. 
And, and so it's tough because each individual gets paid for what they do. Each each detailer, you know, for each kind of task they do. And we will take care of them to an extent, you know. But it all comes down to that relationship that you have with the dealership. When I came in two years ago, it was kind of tough. You know, they had a, a what we call 11th Street mentality. Yep. Here in Oklahoma, that's... Um, uh, Buy here, pay here. Exactly. That's... Yes. 11th Street, back in the day, like literally like 60, 70, 80s, all the dealerships were down on 11th Street. As the town started to grow and progress south, a lot of the then more larger brands moved south. Right. 11th Street kind of became that buy here, pay here. You're going to yeah. keep it for a couple of weeks and, and get, get what repoed, you pay for, yeah. You know, like, uh, so that was a challenge coming in, messing with that and having to change that. Like, you know what, this is what we're here to do. We're going to make this car presentable to a first-time buyer, a tenth-time buyer. So why do you think that, that that persona was already put on you when you came in? Was it because the, the the product that they were receiving was bad before? Like the detail work that they were getting was bad, and so I they, think, they just you automatically had to go fight that? I think that was a small part of it, but I also think the company grew so fast that it wasn't following back up. Does that make sense? They weren't coming back and going through and... There wasn't a lot of process and like your company, yes. the on-site company, our company. Okay, okay. yes. Um, but we've uh, we've got a lot of you know uh, got a lot of veterans still in the company uh, with uh, Jeremy and ourselves trying to grow it and trying to build it, and uh, we weren't building the people we needed to get to certain points, you know. And uh, I mean, we're still growing and learning. We all do, as every company does. Oh, Those are some of the challenges, big challenges right there. I mean, I, I would think, too, the setting the expectation and letting the, the different departments, like you said, the used car department, the new car, letting them know the expectation of when they're supposed to get the car, what the car's supposed right. to look like, the services that they paid for. I think that would be a... It's tough. A regu- well, I was going to say a regular, uh, a regular communication would need to be in order. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've got, you know, daily and weekly emails that go out, text, calls, different things. And my guys, you know, know what to expect, who to, what, depending on the dealership, I run several dealerships and, you know, there's, it's all, every single one of them is different. It's not like working with an individual, you know. Right. Because, uh, yeah, it's easy. And we're going to, we're going to make your car look brand new. Let's do it, you know. And that's easy, but when you've got, you know, 200 come through for the week, it's tough. And when you got a, a used car manager that just doesn't want to pay on a certain yeah. car because he's got a budget, and if he can stay under his budget, that means he makes more. Right. That puts some pressure on the quality of detail that gets done because he doesn't want to pay the money to get the detail. So Exactly. So I, I to a pre-owned manager, I say, hey, do you want the car right now or do you want it done right? You know, done right now or done right? You know, we'll, we'll get it for you. Here's our time we're allotted in our contract. We're going to knock this out. We're going to make it immaculate. If it's not my guy and me, it's on us, you know. Yeah. So it's it's all my word. But we've grown those relationships to the, like, they know, like, hey, they know to tell the customer buying the car. Even they've seen it before it was detailed. You know, they come in like, yes, I want it. I want that car right there. All right, it's got to go back to detail. You know what would be a good thing? Come back tomorrow about noon. A wheel. Yes, exactly, and and it's perfect. And we have that thing immaculate. We leave it in the shop overnight. Nothing happens to it. It's great. But they've learned that before. Oh, it's like, so not a wheel to come back and get the detail. A just pick up tomorrow. Yeah, instead yeah. of taking it off the lot at that time. Right. 
Yeah, okay. we don't like to take it off the lot because sometimes it might be a new car and then we touch it up and that's not fun. Yeah. But we'll do it. Yeah. All right, where are we headed? We got Odell. Where? Odell. Well, you said you said we need to do New Belgium too. Yeah, I've had a few of these spots. All right, but let's carry on. So yeah, for the past 20, 30 minutes, we've been working here. We're all sweaty. Nice. Everyone's asked us where to go. All right, we're gonna do New Belgium. We sat on a golf cart eating our food, and they thought we got free food and alcohol. Totally cool. goes, hey, right, they go. They go. Oh yeah, we got to. They go. Where's the Saturn room? And I said, it's Pastor Anus. <laughs> right, so they so said, who joined us on our little adventure? Who did join us? I don't know. What's your name? Well, I'm Brian. Brian. I'm Jason. All right, cool. I don't know them. Yeah, I don't blame yeah, you. Do. We work here apparently. All right, so we're stopping at New Belgium. We've had the Juicy Haze IPA on the podcast, so I want to grab that. I have had that. That's the one I tasted earlier. I had the past that was very good. Was good. I'm going to try the Juicifer. Okay, let's do that. Since we've had the, the Juicy Haze, let's go with the Juicifer. Yeah, and the passion fruit is the one that I had tried earlier also. Juicifer. Passion fruit type. Yeah. yeah. It's passion smooth. fruit cold. Sounds great. Sounds great. She said, can I help you with something, that. asshole? Yeah, right? You give me some of that butter. Drew, I thought she was about to come fight you. No, I wasn't scared. I saw a look on her face. I was like, you're screwed. I was not scared. Have you had a favorite yet? I, too much well, I was like this the whole time. Man, whatever that stout was back there, that, that vanilla bean stout, like, really hit me really well. Like, I was scared. like, really enjoyed that. She might have liked it deep down. I'm not huge on stouts, but that was not I'm not either. I'm not okay on stouts. I'm okay on stouts. I'm okay. I'm just saying you're in the clear. Oh, look at that sunburn. I'm going sunburn. Yeah, I am getting sunburned. But we got some food in our system. We're ready to drink more. Ready to drink more? You, get, so you want some pretzels? I do. Grab some pretzels. <laughs> but you got to eat it with your teeth. You got to just nibble straight up. <laughs> 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 all right, and we're all doing the juicer for IPA. Don't threaten me with a good we're not, I'm not that far. Okay. What can you tell us about this beer? This is part of their like rotator series. It's more of like a That's tropical good. IPA. A little over seven percent ABV. Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, I need another sticker. Oh, yeah, Voodoo Ranger sticker, definitely. We'll just be around for a couple more months, and then I'll transition to something else. Okay. So this is a rotator. So I'll be around for a couple months, and then out. And we said this is the Juicifer IPA. Love it. Yeah, it's a podcast. Do you get that golf because you worked here? Uh, yeah. That's awesome. All right, New Belgium Juicifer IPA. I love it. It's great. Yeah, it's I lost idea. count how many butts that, that, that he touched. So what do you think of the beer? That's good. That's it? It's good. I liked the other one better, but they were both really good. So what is it? Yeah. Hey, how'd you get a cup like that? Because I worked. Oh, okay. Learned that. But yeah. you were working too. I worked for my ticket to get. We were giving directions to we to where we don't know. He said. We told them where not to go. He says, unless you want food. He said, "Where's the Saturn room?" I says, "Past Uranus." I was just like, "If you want to go that way, there's great food at this place." Uh, how long y'all been detailing? Two years. Two years. Five or six. Five or six. What's your favorite part? What's your favorite part? 
the That's finish. My bar. The uh-huh. finish when it when you see your masterpiece. Yeah. I like taking the dirtiest car I can possibly find, fans, and turn it into something like giving it brand new life. I take that back. My favorite part is when I get a not not necessarily the buffing, but when you restore a buffed car. You can't because buff. There's two oh, cars. when you get a swirl car that comes in that's that, all swirled yeah. up. And I've done yeah. two oxidized cars. One of them, what, what year was that Mercedes? Like an 87? The 99? No, that was the Tacoma I did. It was like an 86, 87. I'm not trying to deck you. It looks like, like that, pale, that pale yellow. And when I finished, it looked like a banana yellow. Oh, the, yes. It was a classic car. Uh, it was a... Um, it was a BMW, I think. No, it was a Mercedes. A Mercedes, yellow like Mercedes. an '86 Mercedes. I can't forget that convertible, car. like with the white top and the yellow. yellow body. Beautiful, beautiful. And it had when I originally eighty-six thousand miles on the motor. And then I did this one Tacoma. It was a '97, and it was like a terrible faded red. When I finished, it looked like cherry red. It was so amazing. So, but the more I drink this beer, the drier it got. And yeah. now I'm, I'm like, I'm like, the more uh, I drink, okay, so. the more I drink, the more I drink. That's a country song. <laughs> so I'm going to probably start failing out on these taste tests because I've been doing this for a couple hours. My palate's gone and right. they all start so, to taste are you too What's drunk your to favorite part chicken? about detail? Hey, are you too drunk to taste um, my, my favorite part has always been the customer pickup. And when they tell you it looks better oh, yeah. than there's, it did when they first bought it. I'd say there's two or three times that's, I came that's always I been my favorite. car and I'm like, I'm not satisfied with this. And they look at it and they're amazed right. by the restoration. Yeah. And I'm just like, really? Because I'm just thinking in my head I could do so much better than this. Yeah. I've been working on it for like five hours, but it, I could do so much better than this. And they're satisfied. I'm like... Like, they're more than satisfied. I'm like, okay. Yeah, let's get in line for Lagunitas. It's got to be pretty good. Yeah, Lagunitas is good. I mean, I'm a big guy, so I may just go to the front. (laughs) I've done that at a few places. (laughs) Oh, okay. You know exactly who I touched. Oh, I watched. I thought she was going to kill you. (laughs) I thought she was going to kill him. Seriously. He just went... This went up and grabbed some chicken. I didn't ass. grab. I was. I, I was. You grabbed on her. I was graceful. Then. One no. of them. One of them. She bent over I and when not. he went. Oh yeah, that one was totally obvious. She bent over and I grabbed. And then that she gave me a weird look. But I'm like this drink. I'm like it's not me. And then her friend's the only one that actually saw it. That one she was asking for. It, you know. She was. Oh, she asked for it. Yeah, she, she literally bent, bent over, over right in front of him. I'm not gonna pass up an offer. All right. So we're all gonna drink the same thing. All right. What do you normally drink? Uh, a lot. Yeah. What do you got here? What do you got? You got a. We have a wheat pale ale featuring eucanut hops, our regular West Coast style IPA that became popular in 1993. We have our session IPA, the daytime, brand new, four percent, super light, very crisp, perfect for a hot summer day. We have the super cluster. This one is going to be a triple dry hop citra IPA. It's going to be very, very malt forward. It's going to feature a lot. Of that's it. Yeah, because we've been trying all the different citrus IPAs. Is that what this is? It is stickers above you, Casey. Literally on your head. Super clusters. There's a sticker on your head? There you go. Take your sticker. Here, I'll take it. Right, Lagunitas Brewery. Oh. I'll take the daytime. We're all drinking the the super cluster. I'm taking the daytime. Nope. You just take it all the way down. I've had more than you. 
time. Alright, so Lagunitas Brewery. We got the Super Cluster Ale. He said it was a triple hop citra? Yeah. I don't a know. Triple but hop salute. citra. Salute. Yeah, cheers. Daytime is pretty good. They call it the super cluster. A little daytime drinker. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was good. That's very good. The daytimer, you'd like it. Lagunitas Brewery. Light, so you got something different. Out of right. Chicago. It's it's light, but it's good. Super cluster ale. Try the daytime. It's light, but it's good for light. So this, so so this is a. I, that might be my favorite citrus IPA. That's a good one. It's good. There's you don't taste any hops at all. It just finishes with that citra, and you taste just a good beer flavor. Lagunitas. Lagunitas. All right, so I got to ask you guys a question. What? Yeah. So, what's your biggest challenge as a detailer inside of a dealership? Biggest challenge as a detailer? Yeah. I would say pleasing the salesman more than the customer. Pleasing a certain salesperson. Because different salesperson are different. The customers are happier and more satisfied than the salesmen, even though the salesmen see the start before the end. Their expectations are ridiculous, but it has made me a better detailer. Some of the salespeople are hard, but it has made me a better detailer. That's why I always tell you guys. Quality, quality, quality. Your toughest critic, your toughest salesman, if you hit his expectations, you can't fail. Yeah, it makes you a better detailer in the end. Because you're going to please everyone else. Yeah, exactly. Customer will always be pleased if you can please the salesman. Then you're not going to please them. Like there's certain salesperson if they say, "Oh, I sold this car," and you detail it, you know, you know what they expect, you know. And some are pickier than others. They expect to use. I think a customer expects less than a they, salesman so they expect every the time. Used car to be perfect. To me, as a leader, I would say that our expectations are not up to par in a sense because we're having comeback right like we're having it's only it's specifically two people but that's because they're not seasoned and dealt with the salesman we have over 90 dealerships in the u.s and this is a constant battle always always will be so So, you've got to get make your get your expectations to a certain point exactly if you can match the salesman you can always match the customer what's the best way to to do that no dirty is it all just in communication or communication a, and nope it is but it's process yeah process process for the detailers always do a process always do a touch up yes always do a touch up in the sun when we have our you do a touch up in the sun you'll see everything so who does the inspecting the ma- detailers <laughs> your managers your assistant managers myself it's to but make sure every car that goes out, every car that goes out, not only two cars, second eye. Second eyes, yes. 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 It's on second eyes is always best because usually the second eyes will see something you don't because you've been on it the entire time. So you don't see as much of a difference as they do. They will see the start and the finish. So I have a box for them to initial second eyes. 
Nice. All right, let's go find a bathroom. All right, bathroom break done. Going to Tup's Brewery. What is your Yeah, order? give us a little, give us some suggestions. Okay. Uh, juice pack, it's our hazy pale ale. Okay, let's go with that. Was it juice pack? Yep. Where are you guys out of? McKinney, Texas. Okay. McKinney, okay. Down by Plano. Oh, thanks, man. All right, so Club This is basically down to Dallas. For all of you that aren't familiar with Texas, McKinney is a little suburb outside of Dallas. Uh, what can you tell us about the beer? It's a double dry hop hazy pale ale. It's um, citrus mosaic and nugzilla hops. So right now, if, if if the IPA citrus IPAs are kind of a hot thing, it's gonna have what type of hop? Uh, citrus mosaic galaxy, Nelson, nugzilla is awesome. Hop. So that's what we should always look for. Oh yeah. Okay. Good. What makes it hazy? Is that the the style of IPA? No. Uh, no, isn't there like a New England? It's so hazier yeah, yeah. than other IPAs. It's between the yeast, the water profile, when you dry out. Wow. And how much protein you have in the beer. Science to the madness. Yeah, there always is. There always is. Thanks, yeah. man. Cheers. Thank you. Oh, I like that. So, Tupps Brewery, T U P P S. Can I get a picture of that? Thank you. Juice pack. <laughs> Definitely. Send that over to me. All right, what'd you think of that? It's good. It's good. I like it. It's light. It's got tangy taste, but it works. It's light. It's got tangy taste, and it works. All right. Cheers. What do you got, Casey? I mean, it's just a good citrus IPA with very low. I don't taste the bitter. I don't taste the IPA. It's smooth. Yeah, it's just very so smooth. smooth. That is a good full side beer. Yeah. There's no bitters. There's none of that shit that we drink today. That's a good IPA. Yeah. I'd put that up there with the top two or three today. Yeah, I agree. That's pretty good. I agree. T U P P S. Yeah. I really like it. Hi, Cabin Boys, one of our favorites. It's when Jen from Carsmetology and Sarah from Wonderlust came into town. We stopped at Cabin Boys. So they've got a really good Kolsch style. I don't know that I've had their IPA, though. I've had that. Um, the quad style yeah, is the beard and theo- No, Beard and Theologians are great. No, yes. Yeah. This is the quad style, right? This is different, right? I don't... No, I think that's the bearded theologian is the same, the same bearded theologian. Oh, okay, okay. What's the going stack? It's a much lighter, uh, kind of fruity asters, um, wheat, slightly tart. It's pretty good. Okay, let's do that. All right, got you. Wow. Oh, no, yeah, no, you don't have to do that. Just, just keep it simple. Same thing. Yeah. We're all gonna get the uh, going stag. Thank you. All right, cabin boys going stag. Oh wow. Yeah. I had biscuits and gravy. 
That's like White Rascal. That's actually a beer? No, I wish. I had that. That's a lot like White Rascal. That's a, I like that. That it's white, that type beer. of white ale or something. I don't know how they do it, but it's got a spice in it too, like that nutmeg or that chili spice at the end. Really? After. You taste that? <laughs> Didn't even notice, did you? But that, it's got a sharp. But you, yeah, you've okay. said that in a couple of them. Yeah. You must have it on your palate. I do. And I told the guy earlier that it would ruin my palate if I. <laughs> he's like, yeah, this one's got it's chilies in it. Like, yep, this one ruins your palate. Perfect way to end work weekend. So you worked all weekend? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but only three days. Nice. I worked six days. All right. So you said you've been detailing. Days. Been detailing yeah, about five years. Always at a dealership. Uh, yeah, most of the time. Yeah, that I did work at a body shop. The body yeah, shop different. really gives you an aspect of what to look for. You know what they're. You know you can be, tell the salesperson be like, hey, I know this has been in a body shop. You can see the paint peeling or whatever. I have learned shop. how to look for a vehicle that has been buffed. Or, because there was this one vehicle I did in OKC. Three, four months later, it was it was at one of our dealerships here in Tulsa, and I was like, this looks familiar. That thing's definitely been buffed. And when I detailed it and asked where it came from, it happened to be the same one I did. You can tell the difference between a buff, whether a car's been buffed and polished, or just washed. Can you? Oh, or, you really can. Or, or with my experience at a body shop, I can tell if it's got overspray on it, and whether or not I need to clay bar the whole thing. You know that is what one I mean? of our toughest things to deal with is overspray on wheel repair. On uh, oh yeah, because the wheel guys are just out there spraying all over. The and they just care. On the but I can yeah. usually tell if there's overspray on a vehicle, and oh, I'll yeah. just I'll just clay bar. And the so whole it could thing. have come in without overspray, but by the time it gets to detail, there's overspray, and then it's on, us. And then it's on you guys in a dealership, or yeah. or it's already been detailed, and then they. They send it to the body shop or whatever, or to the wheel company, and it goes back in the body shop, goes back in the lot, and then they come back to us, and it makes us look bad. I've, I've called them out on that. I'm like, I'm like hey, why do you not just bring it back to us? So this is, this is the part where I step in, and we have that relationship built up. Yeah. We go. We don't, we don't ever admit to anything unless we did it. Unless we 100% We do our investigation. We, we talk to them, and... I would say 95% of the time, everything's fine. Yeah. There's those 5% where they're trying to get this car out. They're out of money on it. They're over their heads. And that's what I was going to say. Like, a lot of times that pressure comes because somebody bought the car at not the best price for the dealership. They might have paid a little bit more to get somebody into another car. Right. And then by the time they're going to go try and resell it, it had to go through service, had they to go through everything. To pick up some bills. Yeah. Somebody's got to Somewhere. pick up the slack for the, the bad buy and having to resell at a certain price. And so a lot of pressure then gets put back onto the detailers. Even when, I've always said at the dealership, I've always said that detailers are the redheaded stepchild of the dealership. Yes. Oh, but sure. Let me tell you yeah. something. So uh, what's great, and these are some of my assistant managers here. Jason has built such a great relationship with our Honda store, right? That we we take care of things and we don't pay for a lot of things. Brian has built a relationship with our Chevy and Dodge dealerships. But at the same time, you have to deal with a lot of constantly management change and constantly rebuilding sure. that relationship. Yeah. From yeah, the dealerships, yes. Yeah, a rebuild, yeah. 
they're 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 kind of starting to get worried a little bit because we're staying around for so long and doing such a great job. That's why I feel we are at from two say two years ago. How bad was it when you started? Oh man, a huge difference. Exactly. So we, we couldn't back up anything they accused us of. But hey, and we're blamed for everything. But it's our quality has changed that aspect. And a lot of it is the chemicals, like some of the new chemicals we're using. Made a difference. What do you guys think of the hypershine? Alright, where are we? Bitters Bitter Sisters Brewery, where are you guys from? Addison, Texas. Okay. Cool. Uh, we want to do the triple. What can you tell us about it? Nothing. Other than what it says. Oh yeah, no, I'll read it. Yeah, cool. So Belgian style triple, ten point ABV, traditional Belgian. Fruity flavors. Yeah, I mean a ten percent. This is our best seller in the state. People love it. It's light. It drinks easy. It's got a little sweet and fruit finish. Uh, it's a great beer. So, it's so if it's a triple, is that sort of like as you go through like the double and the triple I, IPAs? Extra malt. Okay. So, so on like the Belgian styles, it means extra malt. So extra malt means more sugar, more alcohol. So we've got a triple that's our 10%. We do a double also that's it's closer to 6%. I've got a quad that's 12.3%. Okay. So just the more malt, the more sugar, the more alcohol. And these also have a little bit different uh, malt style. So this one's a lighter, this one's a darker. Oh okay. wow, that is more. Cool, but all Belgian style. Yeah. So okay. these, these two are Belgians, then we do some other special East Belgians. Those are more traditional German. Uh, got an American IPA and Irish okay. Red. Cool, man. Cheers. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Taste that honey? I taste the honey early. Salute. Which one you got? Salute. Hissy fit. And he's got move your body around. Busy body. And swing them all around. And we got the family trip. Triple. I like the busy body. For a 10 point, it's not bad. Yeah. It's not overbearing. But Boy, but you can you can taste like it's super sweet almost. You taste the sweetness of that honey or There's something. There's a honey taste. There's a yeah. honey. There's something there. The busy body is good. It's strong. It it's a lager. It's perfect to be a logger. This has got enough alcohol in it. It's got, it. yeah, you know that it's got alcohol And you in smell it. it on you. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. Ten point. That. But it's not overbearing like a hey. ten point beer hey. is. Like the Optimizer or whatever it's called. Optimator? Optimator. Yeah, yeah, that is good. That's, that is good. That's all you. That'll scary. kick your ass. Yeah. All right. We got to rinse this out. That's what we started with. Oh, I've already tasted so many. So you're Actually, your place was my favorite. You're just saying that. Oh, those. Uh, no, those were incredible. They yeah, those are so smooth. Yeah. I'm kind of partial to, me, to the passion. No, they weren't beer. I don't know where they weren't. Right. Yeah, but they were from Boulevard, and they were so smooth. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, it was, it was not beer. It was liquor. 
So you yeah. got a Mai Tai, you got a vodka soda. I will be honest, that's the smoothest liquor I have ever had. Like yeah, it's super great. Like, sometimes when I drink liquor, I get that little gagging feeling. I like the liquor, Because you took it too deep? I like, exactly. <laughs> I like the liquor, too. Six o'clock. All right. Two. Yeah, like yeah. I said, I totally awesome. Hoops from down in Oklahoma City. Alright, we'll pick one. Saturday Cyrus. I want to fly me away. Fly me away? Alright, fly me away. I want Saturday. Please? Maybe? Right. No? He's a volunteer. Likely story. I guess. Without shirt, I guess. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Thank you. Okay. I appreciate it. What is that uh, Saturday Silent? It's a dry hop to Hey, hey look, they have stickers. They have stickers. No, I don't think that's a sticker. <laughs> fly me away. Alright, so we're all doing Fly Me Away. Coop, uh, Coop Ale Works. Known for their F5, which is an IPA. So what did she say? So another citrus hop? I was asking about that one. Oh. But, so what can you tell us? We about got the, the fly, fly me away. So the fly me away is a New England style IPA. Okay. So it's uh, we don't it's unfiltered. Cheers. It's got that nice hazy um, flavor going on, and then with the hops that we use, it's going to have a lot more citrus flavor. Yeah. Going oh yeah. On. Yeah. Like yeah. it tastes like it's like fruit infused, whatever, yes. but it's like not. That. It's yeah. just the hops going on in there. So, like so, yeah, it's tasty. Yeah. So Coop's Ale works. Fly me away. Fly me away. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So you're right. I mean, this is the new, there's, there's a couple new trends. Definitely one new trend in beer is a citrus IPA. Seems to be everybody's coming out with one. Um, new England style, so it's hazy. Everybody keeps saying it's unfiltered. Yeah, this dry hop thing is kind yeah. of... Well, that, whatever that citronella hill or whatever they keep saying that hop is, is a great hop. Yeah. You know a good tattoo artist that can touch up the nest? The, the sooner, sooner, your sooner schooner I wagon? Need, I, I don't need the whole thing, just the S. <laughs> no, you do need the whole thing. Just, you need, no, so, you just the need the word. Just I love it. The sooner schooner tattooed on the yeah, shoulder <laughs> with that. a wife beater sunburn. Oh, yes, America. with America. Bald yeah. eagle and with the America hat, camo Crocs, camo shorts, and an OU camo hat. I'm not afraid to go anywhere with him. Yeah, nobody messes with me. Matching Crocs and shorts. Matching Crocs and shorts. All the way out. Sooner's tattoo. He goes all the way out. He's a he's a big Texas fan. He's a big Texas fan. You get out of here. This is America in a box. America in a box. Texas Midwest in no. box. Get that crap out of here. I just love how burnt your arms are. You do need some. You're, I do. You're I the do Dallas fan. Like, I do like the Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys. So get that crap out of here. You yeah, get, get it out of here. Get it out of here. Alright. I'm America as a Patriots. Should we finish off at Welltown? We should finish off at Welltown. We should. Yeah. So Casey and I met. Uh, a couple weeks ago at Welltown Brewery and uh, with his buddy that brought him into the business uh, Jeremy and guys some we hope to have oh yeah they had the cloudy dream 
Sorry, I had to rinse out. All right, they have the cloudy dream, right? That's the one we want? Just touch my butt. All right, we're going to wait in line for the cloudy dream. Hey, but so what can you tell us about cloudy dream? What do you, what do you want to know about it? Just what's in the beer, what is it? Rice Hat is your guy to talk to. Rice Hat. He's our brewer right there. Okay, well, we'll go find him. Yeah, he's the guy. Okay. We're on search for the brewer. Watch out. All right, so Welltown, where Casey and I met a couple weeks ago, super great patio. We fell in love with Cloudy Dream. Yes. Uh, tell us who you are. I'm Jordan. I'm the head brewer of Welltown. Awesome. Head brewer. Yeah. Perfect. So how'd you, okay, how'd you get into brewing? So I've been a home Because you're what, like 22, 23? I'm 26. Still young, but not, not 22 young. Uh, I've been homebrew for five years. Uh, my mom actually bought me my first homebrew kit when I turned 21. What made you want to do it? I literally I didn't even think much about it until she bought me this kit. I was like, yeah, sure. She whatever. just bought it to you randomly. Yeah. I mean, it was, 100%, awesome. it was just a random deal. So were you like a chemist through high school? Like no, you I, chemistry, I did like construction. Smart? I did construction at school. But I mean, I, I just I've always been kind of like interested in science, but not really that interested. I guess. She bought me the set, I did a batch and just like fell in love with the process and just kind of kept building on and going as a homebrew standpoint. And then uh, I met Jeremy, who's the other owner of Welltown, and we just kind of formed a relationship and started doing it. That's awesome. Yeah. And you guys have a big uh, tricycle race coming up. Yeah, yeah, we're doing Boulder Dash. It's going to be a, it's kind of like Mario Kart, but real life. It's a downhill tricycle race. With, with drifting tricycles. Yeah. You gotta you start on the hill at Boulder, go down, you gotta drift around a turn and then first person to finish wins. And then it's a, how do you sign up? You go to our website, boulderdash.com. There's a link there that says sign up. It's seventy five bucks for a three man team. We can guarantee you go down the hill twice. Oh okay. Yeah. So okay. You, you'll you'll get to race twice, you go down, it's, it's gonna be a really cool event though. And when is it? It's gonna be June twenty second. Cool. All right, so tell us about this beer. So this beer, it's a New England-style IPA. It's going for being really fruity, uh, a little bit silky on the tongue, not bitter at all. Uh, we did about a 6%, kind of middle of the road. Uh, it's got a lot of oats in it. It's got a lot of wheat in it. And then we dry hopped it with uh, Amarillo and Simcoe hops. Good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's a trend which we've been noticing. It's a little bit of a trend right now. It's going to stay around. For a a while. citrus IPA is sort yeah, of the next yeah. trend. And it, it's really, really fruity. Yeah. It takes away the hoppiness. What's the IBU? Do you know off the top it's, of your head? It's kind of funny. It's, it's hard to calculate. It's right about 40. It, it's got a ton of hops in it, though. I mean, we, we hopped it at, I think our entire batch had 35 pounds of hops in it. Oh, wow. Yeah. As a, as a 10 barrel batch. But you bounced it pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it levels out. You can drink it. It's, it's not a taste bud melter or anything like that. It's just kind of a middle of the road. So do you put citrus juicy. in it or it's that no, particular no, it, hop? That's all the hops. So it's a certain hop that has that citrus flavor. Yes. Okay. Okay. And we use uh, Amarillo's and Simcoe's in this batch. Now, we had another one that we really liked, too, that had, like, some lactose in it. The orange dream, maybe. The oh, so that one it was actually a wheat beer, and we actually juiced the orange juice into it. It didn't, it didn't have any lactose or anything like that. Uh, there was no. I thought I thought one of them said there was lactose in it because it even said. Yeah, but maybe not. Maybe we were drunk. I didn't, I didn't bring one with lactose today. Yeah. Okay. No, you not that you brought one. Just one that's at the brewery. 
Oh, at the brewery. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we did one. It was actually Cloudy Dreams, and we did add lactose sugar to it. And we added peaches, and then we added. Yeah, uh, that's yes, the one. That one. We added uh, vanilla to it. It was yeah. almost like a peach cobbler kind of. Yeah. Thing. We so, love yes, it. Yes. Yeah. That was called Cloudy Dream Sickle. We're out of sickle, it right now. Sickle. Yeah. Yes. We're out of okay. it right now. We're gonna we'll bring it back eventually. You're out of it. Yes. It was amazing. Yes. And so the lactose did what? It adds a little bit of a creaminess to it. Adds a little bit of a sweetness to it. Um, it, it, it helps with it helps with yeah. It helps with mouthfeel more than anything. But you're right. I mean, it's a perfect name because it tastes like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the peaches and vanilla in it just like really came out. In it. Cool, man. Yeah. Where do people find you on social? Uh, you can go to Instagram, Welltown Brewing, uh, Facebook, or Welltown Brewing. I mean. Type in well down brewery, you, you can find us on it. Facebook and Instagram are the two we're allowed us on. Awesome. awesome. Thanks, man. Cheers. Yeah, of course. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, right, where do people find you on social? Sounds awesome, man. You gotta try the dream sickle. Go to Welltown Brewing, downtown Tulsa, right across from the famous Coney Island. No, but where do they find you on social? Casey Vernon, Facebook, uh, Casey710 on Instagram. And do you have Instagram? Yes. What's your IG? BHV15, all caps. All right. Do what? You got anything? I got Facebook. All right, what's your Facebook? Jason Fox. All right. Awesome. Casey710. Casey710. All right. Cheers to Hop Jam. It was a great time. It was. Cheers to detailing. It's a great career. Yeah. The most uncoordinated. Hey, what's up, everybody? Paul J. Daly, and I'm excited to announce the release of my new book, The Automotive Manifesto. Um, the subtitle is How Brand Connection Can Save Retail Automotive. And this is a book, you know, geared toward the automotive industry, but really it's a book about brand and a book about connecting and pretty much saying that marketing and sales and the tactics we've used for years and years that were pay to play, that were advertising based, that these things, if you ignore connection and ignore building a brand that actually empathizes and understands people, well, you're simply not going to survive. And we've seen this over and over. So I hope to shoot a little bit of energy, put a little steel in the spine of the people building brands and willing to make the change and in innovating. Uh, this book specifically a little more in automotive, but I think if you're into company culture, if you're into brand building and marketing and just understanding that it's a journey and it's a decision you make every day can get something out of this book. So I hope you check it out. The Automotive Manifesto, how brand connection can save retail automotive.